in all the verses, by the way, just so everybody gets context. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. works. All right. So, hey, everybody, I told you guys we'll be back, and we're back. We got a Bible study today on Psalms 148. So on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, uh, you'll see that there's uh, a playlist titled Psalms 148, and you can really go through all the sermons, all the Bible studies, just every lesson that we've done on Psalms 148. Let's see if it pops up if I search for it on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, as you can see. All right, so you see I, I did verses one through three, four through six, and I did them both with Justin Lee Howell, so Einstein, who you see on the video. And now today we're doing verses seven through 10. But again, I have a playlist titled uh, Psalms, so you can see all those sermons and Bible studies I've done in the book of Psalms and animations as well in the future. And then also I have another playlist uh, just for Psalms 148 as well. I don't really want to show you guys how to do it, but I'm going to do it anyways because I'm a perfectionist. I want everybody to know how technology works in social media, man. So you can just search for it, Psalms 148. Bam, that's the playlist. That's all the videos we've done on Psalms 148 so far. All right, but anyways, guys, um, let's get to the Bible study today. All right, so today we're focusing in on verses 7 through 10 in Psalms 148. All right, so I want to read Psalms 148 so everybody has a context of what we're going to tackle today. And we're just focusing again on verses seven, seven through 10. All right. So let's read it. So praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise ye him, all his angels, praise ye him, all his hosts, praise ye him, sun and moon, praise him, all ye stars of light, praise him, ye heavens of heavens and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons, and all ye thieves. Fire and hell, snow and vapors, stormy wind, and stormy wind fulfilling his word. Mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying and flow, kings of the earth and the people, uh, princes, and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He has also established the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, of people near to him. Praise ye the Lord. So as we see right here, I'm not even gonna look at my outline. As we see right here, this is a song about praising the Lord. It starts from the beginning saying, praise ye the Lord. And at the end, it ends, praise ye the Lord. So Psalms 148 is a collection of five chapters at the end of the book of Psalms called the song, the collection of praise or something like that. Let me look. I got to look at my notes now. <laughs> I thought I didn't need my notes, but I, I need it now. Yeah, it's called the, the, uh, the praise conclusion. So Psalms 146 to Psalms 140, I mean 150. So those five, the last five chapters of the book of Psalms is known as the praise conclusion. All right. So each one of those chapters, again, chapter uh, Psalms 146 is to Psalms 148. They all begin and end with praise ye the Lord. So that is powerful, right? Because praise the Lord in Hebrew means hallelujah. Praise is an expression of approval, of admiration of someone or something. It expresses thanks and love and respect for something. So the idea is showing approval or something. So do you approve of the Lord? Do you praise the Lord, right? And do you do it day and night at the beginning and end of every single day? At the beginning of your life and at the end of your life, can you say that you praise ye the Lord? God is the Alpha and Omega. He always will get the praise. So he's the beginning and the end. So God was here at the beginning. He'll be here at the end. He did it all, right? So we have a reason to praise him. So man, I just wanted to go ahead and say all that. So this is the setting, guys. So it's trying to, Psalms 148 is trying to point us back to God. It's trying to get all creation to fulfill their purpose of praising the Lord. So have you praised the Lord properly today? Have you done your due diligence in giving God the honor, the respect, the admiration, the approval that he deserves, right? So this is, again, Psalms 148. It's so simple. I read it, all of it, just now. And I know it went over some people's head because it's so simple. It's so, it's obvious, right? But did you do it today? Did you, do you do it every single day? 
See, this is the basics of Christianity right here, praising the Lord. So Psalms 148 is broken into three parts. So verses uh, 1 through 6 is a call for the heavens to praise the Lord. Uh, verses 7 through 10 is a call for the earth and the earth's elements to praise the Lord. And verses 11 through 14 is a call for people, so human beings to praise the Lord. So again, we're focusing in on verses 7 through 10 today. All right. So I just want to get that sentence. <laughs> Yeah, get everybody excited. But yeah, let's. I'm gonna read verses seven through ten before we talk about it, Justin. All right. So yeah, Psalms 148 verses seven through ten. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps, fire and hell, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling His word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedar, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl. All right, so I would keep on going, but I already know I got enough to say with these three verses, like for one hour. So, all right, man. So verse seven, like, Justin, did you want to say anything or are you ready to go into this? Yeah, I just like, and we've reiterated it before in like some of your previous videos, but like God's eternal. So it stands to say that he's been there since the beginning of creation. I just like, so... God's glory has been around for as long as the universe has been around. Mm. I just like these particular verses that you read off because these are the order that he created things in Genesis. Like right. he created the earth, then he created the sea, then he created the creatures that came from the sea. And of course, like you have like the weather that comes from um, comes from the earth. And then he starts going into the plants and the trees and the flowers. Then he goes into like the animals and the birds of the sky. So all of these are like in order of Genesis. And I think that's really important to say because that means God has been here since the beginning of all of creation. So of course, like all of this is going to be expressing his glory as well. Like in the verses before we were talking about how the heavens declare his glory, but now we're in something more intimate. We're at something we can see. We're at, uh, we're looking at like the depths of the ocean and the heights of the mountains that are still praising God. Like in, I know we'll like go into this later as well, but I just like how, like even the lightning and the hail and the snow and the clouds are praising God too, because those are, um, those are just things that we see all around us from the earth, like things that you wouldn't think are that important, but they just ex exemplify his power. Um, I've got some verses for later, but I'm going to hold off for now uh, pertaining to the verse 10. But yeah, mm -hmm. I just like that now we're getting into stuff. I just like, I just like the order of it. I don't think there's a coincidence to it. I think it parallels Genesis just to show that, um, God has been around forever, so he's. it definitely stands to say that he's been here since the beginning of all of Earth. Right. Yeah, man. When you said what you said, man, that bring that just laid out the carpet for what I wanted to start off saying. So, like, mm -hmm. um, here goes one of my main points. Everything made was made to praise the Lord, right? So everything made was made to praise the Lord. So here goes some questions for everybody. Does one need a mouth? In order to praise the Lord, you know, does one need does one need to be able to preach in order to praise the Lord, right? Does one need legs and arms in order to praise the Lord, right? Does one need to be a human being in order to praise the Lord? Obviously, from Psalms 148 and just from Genesis 1, the whole creation story, which which is what Psalms 148 is also symbolizing in the creation story and the way that God created the heavens and the earth. The heavens and the earth, they made everything. Every creature you see, every object you see, adamant or inanimate, uh, human or non-human, right? Rich or poor, ugly or pretty, creeping or not creeping. Like these things are made to praise the Lord. So everybody was created by God to praise him. So trees don't have to have hands in order to, to clap their hands and praise <laughs> the Lord. The sun and moon don't need a mouth. They don't need to be able to preach in order to praise the Lord with, in order to praise the Lord, right? Same thing for the stars, you know? Yet they all do. They all still praise the Lord. So if you can't talk, like one of my greatest like things that I'm thankful for, Justin, is that I can talk, right? Because I can only imagine if I was mute and I couldn't talk at all, right? Same thing for sight. Like if I couldn't see, 
like I wouldn't be able to do what I do on social media if I couldn't see, right? So just the way God uses me now, I have a right and a reason and a privilege and an obligation to praise the Lord with all my being because I can see, I can talk, I can walk. I can do a lot of things that a lot of people aren't privileged to do, right? I can do things that the sun and the moon and the stars and the angels even, and ants and bees, whatever. <laughs> like I can do things that they can't do, right? Which is praising the Lord with my hands, with my mouth, in his image. Ooh, man, we're preaching, man. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so, man, like, uh, one of the sermon idea I had, Justin, was be who or be what God has created you to be. Because only you can be you. Only you can be who God made you to be, right? So I'm going to share my screen, man. Like, Justin, I, have, I, ha- I told you I had a lot with this, man. Like, we, I, I and literally, that's just covering verses 7 through 10, really. But, yeah, like, um, I'm going to show you guys a picture of a snowflake real quick. All right. So I posted this a, a while ago. So on November 23rd, 2021. And here goes the quote. If God will put this much detail in the snowflake, just imagine how much he cares about your life. Mm-hmm. Right. You see how did you guys know that when a snowflake falls, every snowflake is different? Like that is so crazy to me. And you know how many snowflakes there are when they fall? Like, <laughs> Like, that's like how many stars are in the sky? And God knows all of them by name, but God yeah. makes every snowflake different. Every human being, are we all the exact same? Like, racist bigots and narrow minded people who say, you know, all black people are the same, all Chinese people are the same, all white people are the same, right? But is that true? No, like, you know, everybody's different. Everybody has something distinct and unique about them. God didn't make everybody the same. And if He did, He wouldn't get the glory, right? He made everybody diverse to show a different part of him, a diff- to receive a different piece of him, right? So, like, yeah, man. So, uh, just you know, just like the snowflakes are different and diverse, you know, this this shows that they are praising God, right? Same thing for because they're doing what God commanded them to do. They're fulfilling, and they're fulfilling the will that God has set out to fulfill, right? Just like we talked about with verse six, you know, he hath also established them forever and ever. He has made a decree that shall not pass. So whatever God decrees, whatever God sets in place, whatever God commands, like verse five says, and, and he created it to be. That's how it's going to be. Right. So the fog, the wind, the tornadoes, hurricanes, fruit trees, cedars, just like we're t- going to talk about today with verse seven through nine. All these things are doing the same thing. And some of these things are negative. But I'm going to wait to spoil that. But uh yeah, here goes another question, guys. Are you doing what you're created, uh, what you were, what you were created to do? Because animals are even doing what they were created to do. So, are you doing what you were created to do? The sun and moon are even doing what they're created to do, and they don't—they're not even human. They don't even have souls, and they're doing what they're created to do. What about you? What's your excuse, right? So, are you doing what God created you to do, and nothing else? Are you living the way that God called you to live, and nothing else? Because the birds fly in the air. And they're flying in the air just like God has crafted, created, and functioned them to do. If a, if a, if a bird was in a pig, pig slot, or whatever you want to call it, in the mud with pigs, wallowing like pigs do, that's not what God purposed a bird to do, and especially an eagle, right? These beings were created to fly. So are you doing what you were created specifically to do? Because it's different than everybody else. Or are you trying to be somebody else, right? This is literally where this is going. Like, it's, it's a rabbit hole, right? <laughs> So like the ants, you know, they all function in a way that benefits their colony the most. There's different type of ants. We ain't even talked about that yet, Justin, like with the uh, Proverbs 30, guys. You got to check it out, guys. We've done, go to my uh, playlist on YouTube, go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, look at a playlist titled Proverbs 30, and you'll see some lessons that me and Justin did, but we need to finish it. Like we did lessons on rock badgers so far, but we're going to talk about ants. We're going to talk about Coney, oh, we already talked about Coney. So we're going to talk about spiders and lizards. We're going to talk about just Proverbs 30, verses 24 to 28, right? So, with that text, it talks about ants and how ants prepare for the winter. They prepare for worst case scenario. All ants do every single day is work and they work to benefit the colony. They work to, to uh, keep the colony going. They do stuff for the colony. Literally, some of them die for the colony, right? People. The ants protect. Some ants were made with hammers on their head to protect the door of the of the right. ant colony. Just keep other ants that's not supposed to be in the colony that wants to take out the whole colony to get their queen. 
from the colony, right? So like everything's from the colony, all right? I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to spoil it. But guys, are you doing what you were created to do and installed to do by God? Because the ants are doing it. The birds are doing it. The trees are doing it. The hills are doing it. What's your excuse, right? You don't have one. You were made in his image. So if you don't praise the Lord, somebody or something else will. We talked about that in our last lesson in verses, I think, four through six in Psalms 148, right? So uh, yeah, guys, a scripture verse that Jesus said, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Jesus once said, you know, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. So if you don't glorify God, the stones and all the rest of creation will. God's not hurt by it. God got other creatures who are willing to praise him. You know, all angels don't praise God, but <laughs> some most some angels do. God's still gonna get his gonna God's still gonna get his in, right? So do you want to be in that great number praising the Lord for all eternity? I know I do. God's been too good, guys. You've done too much. And this is what Psalms 148 is focusing in on. You know, uh Isaiah 55, verse 12. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Again, can trees clap their hands? Can mountains and hills burst into song? Do they have a mouth to sing? No, but that don't stop them from praising the Lord. So what's stopping you from praising the Lord, man? Like, okay, let me stop. Justin, what else you got? You want me to keep on going? (laughs) I'm glad glad I can say this real fast, but um einstein had a quote you don't judge a fish by how well it climbs a tree right I definitely agree. like um i'm trying not to jump too far ahead because i know we're going to talk a little bit about verse 10 but yeah there's so many things around us that tell us that there's a creator um i'm not going to say it again because like i feel like i say it in every video but just like looking out at creation like it's so complex there's like so many things that are placed in just the right um just where they need to be that you have to imagine that they're supposed to be there that they are glorifying god there's a verse in job 12 verses 7 through 10 but ask the animals and they will teach you or the birds in the sky and they will tell you or speak to the earth and it will teach you or let the fish in the sea inform you which of all these does not know that the hand of the lord has done this in his hand is the life of every creature and the breath breath of all mankind like how does how does an animal or a fish or a bird teach you about god like just by doing what they were meant to do like they you don't have to tell a fish to swim or a bird to fly they were just created that way and that's how it glorifies god because like they already know their own purpose like that's how we glorify god too like we seek our purpose we seek god's will and that's how we that's just how we figure out where we need to know where to be. And that's, that's what I like about these verses because like, it's talking about all these creations. It's talking about all these things that glorify God, but all in all men and women are the highest creatures in God's creation because they were made in the image of God. So if any of God's creation has a good reason to praise God, it's, it's people because we, privilege of knowing god more intimately uh-huh. and we have like that promise of one day being like christ mm-hmm. i think i'm jumping at, oh man I, yeah, yeah i'm jumping way ahead but no, you're good. that's a verse 11 through 14 we'll get to it man just do just do it man do you yeah but no that's um but no that's a that's i don't know but like that's that's a revelation in itself that's how these things glorify god again like the fish and the birds aren't gonna like tell us we just know like you see those things and you just know that they're there for a reason right yeah i know you want to go to verse 10 i feel like you want to go there so it's okay i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna get you i'm gonna say this last thing and then we're going straight to let's just go to 10 because i want to go verse by verse of course Mm. so yeah, even stones must praise God, right? So God created everything. Everything must glorify God because God created it. It's a piece of him. It's his artwork. So if somebody, we talked about it in one of our videos in Psalms 148, when an artist makes a drawing, they write their name on it. I'm an artist. I always write my name on all my drawings I do. So people will know who made it, who drew it, who created this. God does the same thing with everything he created. It's a piece of him in all his creation that he created. So even stones 
even trees, even birds, even animals, even the stars, even the sky, the sun, the moon, plants, all objects on earth, especially human beings. So like, so what excuse does human beings have to not praise the Lord? No excuse, right? Just like what Justin said. So mm-hmm. yeah, human beings are called to give him even more praise because we talked about it. I talked about it in the last video, verses four through six, like the beasts of the earth, you know, should worship the Lord. They don't have an excuse, right? So, uh, and like, you don't have an excuse either because you're worse than a beast if you don't praise the Lord, right? Because the beast even praise the Lord. So yeah, so those who are willfully silent and concerning the praise of their maker, man, you're worse than a beast. Like that's literally what Psalms 148 is talking about. That's what the psalmist is trying to point out. But yeah, man, if you want to go to verse 10, we can, unless you just want to go, I want to, I kind of want to go verse by verse. Like yeah, Verse seven. Okay. So verse by verse. So let's go with verse seven. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps. Mm-mm-mm. Bars, man. Bars. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all ye deeps. So a different version of the Bible. That's King James Version. So a different version of the Bible. The New International Version reads, praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all ocean deeps. Mm-mm-mm. So the psalmist urges praise now from the earth. Remember, I said that there's three different uh, places where the psalmist is calling for praise in creation, right? So it starts with the heavens in verse 1 through 6, and then verses 7 through 10 is the, I can't remember, and then verses 11 through 14 is human beings, right? I just know that. But like, yeah, 7 through 10, let's just say is creation, like just creatures, right? So um, yeah, the psalmist urges praise from the earth. So he starts from the depths of the sea. So the lowest pits of the earth, right, of all of creation. So the earth's crust. That is so powerful. I'm going to wait to go down that rabbit hole. But nobody is too high. This is one of my prayers. Nobody's too high to praise the Lord. Nobody's too low to praise the Lord. So nobody's too good to praise the Lord. Nobody's too high. So the angels, the host, they're bad, but they're not high when it comes to praising the Lord. Angels, even human beings are bad. There's some human beings that are bad. Like, let's talk about some celebrities, man. Even fine women, man. Like, you know, like my girlfriend's bad. You know what I'm saying? But like, no, nothing's too high to praise the Lord and nothing's too low. So nothing's too poor, too broken, too low in all of creation to praise the Lord. So God must be praised in the highest of places. Like we talked about with verses one through three. Praise ye in the host. So the heavenly host even. In the holy of holies, where God resides, where in the galaxies, like in the in the firmament of the earth, where the waters are, like we try to talk about. Well, Justin did a good job talking about, but I I don't know about the firmament in verse four. But like in the highest of all places, God must be praised. In the lowest of all places, so where the worms crawl in the earth's crust, in the dirt, that is so nasty. That's my worst fear: is being uh-huh. buried alive in worms and. Uh, what's it called? The stuff that's inside of you, the maggots, like, yep. oh, oh my gosh, like, that's my worst fear. Like, but, like, yeah, like, in the lowest of all the earth, in the lowest places of all the earth, so in the earth's crust, right, where Leviathan reside, like, we haven't even seen a Leviathan before, we don't know what half of the creatures in the mm-hmm. sea look like, right? Yeah, so, and we haven't been in those depths before because it's too low, we can't, God forbid it, right? So even in those places, God must be praised. So in any and all places, God must be praised. So God is everywhere. God is in everything. And God can be seen in everything, right? So, and I read a scripture verse last time, man, Psalms uh, 139, 7 to 12. I'm not going to read it this time. But basically, you know, where can we go that God's spirit isn't? You know, where can we go and his presence isn't there, right? He's everywhere. You know, he if, if there's darkness, God is there. If there's light, God is there. Like God is everywhere. And this is literally what Psalms 148 is talking about. There's no place in all creation that is exempt from praising the Lord, which is what we'll talk about in verses 11 through 14 in our next study. But yeah, I just wanted to go ahead and say that. Uh, but yeah, Justin, did you have anything for verse seven? Oh, let's see where I wrote now. No, oh, whoops. Sorry. Wrong verses. Yeah, I, um, like, uh, I, I like the part where you're saying, like, we don't even know what's in the oceans as well. And, like, it's crazy, too, because we don't, there are a ton of, they're saying there are a ton of sea creatures that have gone extinct that we will never know about as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there are, 
like um like fossil in order for an animal to create like a fossil the conditions for it have to be like so exact but like not every animal leaves a, leaves behind like a fossil so it's saying like there there's just like an explosion of god's creations down in the sea so that's why i like seven is just because like we like at first we talked about the heavens and the skies and like all the storms and the rain clouds that are happening up there but now we're like going down it just shows like there's no there's no limit to god's glory from like the highest of the heaven heavens to the depths of the sea and i just like that part because now we're just exploring everything like every again like everything is glorifying god yeah Yeah. we can't go any crevice of earth that doesn't glorify god right yeah and i said that last lesson uh i said was anything or anyone in creation left out in these verses in psalm 148 and literally it's hard to find or identify something that was left out because when it says one thing it is literally covering everything like when it comes to just that one animal like so a good example is like with the young and in it says young men and maidens, old old men and children. Like that means in between as well. Like so, middle age. Like you're not exempt. It's it's all ages, all kings, all princes. Nobody's exempt. The president's not exempt. For the president of the United States, uh, Putin from Russia is not exempt. Everybody must praise the Lord, man. Like so, yeah, man. Uh, okay, let's. That's that's just. Okay, I didn't that didn't even be said really, but I guess that probably blessed somebody. But anyways, let's go to verse eight. I don't know if I should start with the question yet, Justin. I kind of think we should explain verse eight, then talk about that question I texted yeah. you. All right. Yeah, so all right. So verse eight. All right. So of Psalms 148, verse eight, fire and hell, snow and vapor, stormy wind, fulfilling his word. These things must praise the Lord too. Guys, this is a this is my favorite verse of all Psalms 148 in verse 14. In verse 3 with the sun and moon. Lord, hey, but verse 8, man. Fire and hell, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling his word. These things must praise the Lord. All right. So thunder is praising the Lord. Lightning is praising the Lord. So lightning and hell usually go together, right? When there's lightning, there's hell. When there's hell, there's lightning. Like yeah. I don't know about science stuff, but I'm pretty sure you knew that Einstein. When you said yeah. when you did the Einstein quote, Justin, I thought you were just quoting yourself, by the way. But no. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Right. And I was like, what? I was like, that's really arrogant of you. That part's actually really interesting because I think in some versions it says like it translates it as like fire. Like uh-huh. fire from the sky and hell. But like lots of people say, well, lightning goes with hell, so it's probably yeah. like lightning and hail, snow and clouds, and stormy winds. Mm. So I find that, it, man, like, same fire from the sky sounds so much more cooler, though. Right. <laughs> right. But, yeah, like, uh, these are the most destructive things mentioned in, in all of Psalm 148, though. That's for sure. Like, yeah. hell isn't a good thing. Like, uh-huh. what I, I don't know much about hell, but I know it damages stuff. I don't want to be outside. Thing. Like, we can... We can use the winds and the rain for stuff, but I don't even know what hell does. Yeah, I know that, like, the negative of it, it destroys crops and damages right. things. So, like, you know, like, if a, if a hell's big enough, hell, whatever you call it, like, it could destroy uh, cars or even houses and stuff, right? So, stormy mm-hmm. winds, like, those are tornadoes. It wrecked properties. Like, it, it, it makes us afraid. Stormy winds aren't a good thing. Tsunamis, even. That's mm-hmm. the wind. Like... <laughs> Praise the Lord. They're fulfilling. Verse 8 says, stormy wind fulfilling his word. What? <laughs> These negative things are fulfilling his word. The clouds bring storms, right? It brings floods from too much water coming. And then not to mention fire. Fire, forest fires. Are you kidding me? I'm not an animal, but I'm pretty sure a forest fire is not a good thing for an animal, especially uh-huh. Bambi and his family. But people's homes, you know, they get burned by fire. Fire. It burns people sometimes, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, here goes some points I got. Um, I, even though I mentioned all these things, these things still bring glory and honor to God, right? These things are still pleasing to God as well as everything we mentioned in all the Psalms 148. And these things are 
simply fulfilling God's purposes as well. So lightning and hell, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, that fulfill his word. That is so powerful because uh, they all are functioning as a general force of nature like God intended them to do, uh, right? Stormy yeah. winds is no different than the lightning, hell, snow, and clouds. It's probably the most negative one of all of them. I don't, I'm not sure, but it's doing not, nothing different than all of creation, the sun, the moon, the ants, whatever you want to throw at right there. So here goes one of my points. All of these elements are going to do what God allows and authorizes them to do. So fire, it burns, but it also purifies, right? It can do harm and it can do good. Fire is used to warm us up, right? When we're cold, fire, you just smoke cigarettes and you like cigarettes, it's for you. And I don't like you, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, fire can be used for good things, right? So yeah. it, it all these things just depends on how you use it, right? So stormy winds, you know, and hail, snow. Snow is great, right? But it could be a bad thing if it's too much. So like, like this brings us to a lot of application, right? So like the coronavirus, deadly diseases, deadly viruses, cancer. Do they fulfill God's word as well? Because this is literally what verse eight is talking about. You know, all things work together for good to those that love the Lord are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 28. And this is literally what verses eight is talking about, man. In Psalms 148, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen? Like, because God is fulfilling his word and he's using it. So here goes one of my points I have for you guys. The things that are inconvenient to us, that make us afraid, that might hurt us, these things are fulfilling God's word as well, right? Mm. So as believers, we need to come into this maturity that no matter what we face in this life, it's for our good, it's for our benefit. And this is literally what Psalms 148, the psalmist is talking about. We need to praise the Lord in all our circumstances that we find ourselves in. Like, this is the rabbit hole, Justin. Like, praise praise God through the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is what the psalmist wants us to do. So can you praise God even when things are not going your way? Because that's how you know you really love them. That's how you know when you really love somebody. When your wife and your spouse doesn't please you, do you just run from them and quit and give up? No, you keep on fighting. You keep on showing up. You keep on being available. You keep on having unconditional love like God got for us. And this is no different, right? If we got love for man like that, what do you think we're supposed to do with God? right? So, <laughs> so never forget that God is good even when life is not. God has never promised yeah. you an easy ride through life. Only that he will be with you every step of the way. And that goes to so many scripture verses, Justin. Like John 16, 33, man. Like Jesus said, these things I've spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the in, in the world you will have tribulation. He already told you you're going to have problems. He already told you in Psalms 148 in the Old Testament, right, that stormy winds are fulfilling his word, fire, steps, storms, hell, snow, all of it is fulfilling his word. So in this world, you'll have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's verse 14 of Psalms 148. So God is not always, uh, good is not always God's will, but God's will is always good. Mm. So what do you think living by faith really means, man? It means, it means that you're walking by faith and believing that no matter what happens, it's for my good. You're believing and trusting in God, even though what you're seeing isn't lining up with what's good to you right that's verse eight is so crazy justin man like mm. i got so much more to say but yeah god doesn't stop being good because the world is full of evil are you kidding me is god good when like that's what everybody questions everybody has a question like just that's the blank right so is god still good when blank so that's a question we all need to ask ourselves is god still good when blank so our circumstances do not define god's goodness god's goodness is defined by his character. So when things are going good, so when things are going bad, you should praise the Lord. When things are going good, you should praise the Lord. In every moment, we should praise the Lord. So that's what verse eight is talking about. And like, I said this in one video, Justin, and I told you I wanted to say it with verse eight. It's Isaiah chapter 45, verse seven. God said, I formed the light in, in darkness. I formed light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do these things. So anytime an atheist want to debunk a Christian's faith or try to come at a Christian like God isn't good, like, you know, you don't worship a good God, they'll use that verse. But God is good 
no matter what circumstances are in life. God, mm -hmm. just because disaster comes and darkness comes, like a lot of Christians be like, man, God's not over that. That verse says he is. You can't deny his authority, which is what this whole chapter is talking about. In Psalm 148, that's what it's talking about. Like, it's talking about that God's always in control, but I'll wait to talk about yeah. all that. Justin, did you have anything else, man? Like, with verse 8? Like, the, I really like this verse, too, because I think we pointed it out before, but, like, when the disciples were freaking out on the boat because the storm was blowing around and they thought they were going to die, like, Jesus was able to control it. He woke up, calmed down the storm, and everything was fine, and it's because it just shows that God is in control of everything as well. Like, there is, man, like, everything wild, everything that's crazy on in this world, we have to realize that God has control over that as well. Like, when we're fretting over some situation, like, if God can control the storms, he definitely has control of your situation. Um, so I just like the parallels that this has for us, because, like, it's, like, at first we're talking about how everything is glorifying God. Now we're looking at like the storms and the dangerous weather and just like the stormy winds under his bidding. Like all of these things are still under his control, but like they're all, they're all like wild things that are happening in our world, but they're still, oh gosh, I, I just can't like express like how amazing verse eight is just because like we saw Jesus take control of this. We know God has control of this. So we have to believe like the things in our lives are under his control too. Yeah, man. And that goes back to what we were saying in the video before this, uh, talking about like God's will, not mine. Like, how do you know what God's will is for your life? So that's the video we did before this Bible study that we're in on Psalms 148 verses seven through 10. And like, yeah, we got to come to the point as believers that no matter what we face in this life, we know that God is in control right? God hasn't lost his sovereignty. He hasn't came off his throne and forsaken us. He's still over everything. So when bad things happen in life, we always, the first thing we say is like, where did God go? Like he forgot about me, you know? Like he, he's, everything's going to hell. Like, you know, <laughs> nothing's good, right? But when good things happen, that's when we forget about them, right? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like God is good when like good things are happening. Yeah, like, it's always good to think if bad things are happening, is God still good? Like, of yeah. course, he, like it's just like a trial and tribulation that we're going through. Right, doesn't mean God has changed. Yeah. Just means the situation has changed. Right, and that goes like I was saying. I said it in one video we did, Justin, a while ago. But like, it just brings like a lot of Psalms verses. It, it a lot of Psalm verses that I already knew it just makes it resonate in me even more, like just from studying this chapter, right? So like Psalms 24, verse one, I didn't I didn't read this one to you. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So all the earth belongs to the Lord. Like no matter what the circumstances are, no matter who the creature is, how evil they are, they belong to the Lord because the earth is the Lord is the full in the fullness thereof. Psalms 47, verse 8, God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. So God has never left his throne. He hasn't gave his throne to anybody else. He's always going to be God. Like, <laughs> he reigns over the nations. So he reigns over the world, over everything, like Psalms 148 talks about. So, like, there's so many posts that I post on Instagram like this, just talking about, like, God is in control. So some of the quotes that I put with quotes like that is, like, God is always in control. Then another quote is, like, when it looks like things are out of control behind the scenes, there's a guy who hasn't surrendered his authority, right? Another quote I say is like, and even when everything around me is chaotic and out of control, I know that my God has never left the own. So that goes back to everything we've been saying. And another quote is the only way God can show us he's in control is to put us in situations we can't control, right? Uh -huh. So God still has the whole world in his hands. So I believe, I believe it there, man. Like, we need to submit to what God's doing, no matter what situation we're facing in life. So nothing should be able to take away your hallelujah. Is God still good when nothing else is good? Yes, he is. Or he hasn't stopped being good. You know, he's still yeah. good. 
He's still God. Nothing has changed. He never changes. That's another scripture verse. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it's like literally bringing the whole Bible home with verse eight, like in so many ways. So if your theology's off, it's going to be off with that verse. Like, <laughs> and not just your theology, that's your whole faith. If your whole faith is off. You got the wrong perspective of God. And you got the wrong perspective of God and how he operates and what he does in this world. You're not going to, how are you going to know him? You can't. You got the wrong mm -hmm. image of him. You got an idol, right? You made your yeah. own God. So, yeah, last quote I want to say is like, praise God in spite of what you're going through, what you have, in spite of all, you know, give God glory because he is mighty. He's, he makes you happy. He's your helper. He's magnificent. All those things, man. So, like, yeah, man, like, I, I love verse 8, man. Like, verse 8, man, crazy, man. Like, wow. Like, you're going to put Stormy Will, Stormy Winds fulfilling his word. That, that's literally what just, like, dang. Like, when I first read the chapter, I was like, okay. I, I think I missed it, like, the first time. But, like, as soon as I started listening to sermons and stuff and, like, just kept on rereading the scripture verse, like, because that's what I do. I just put myself in a setting when I'm studying a passage and, like, just try to go there in that text. Like, and yeah. when I went there and just kept on reading the same chapter for now, I think almost two months. Like, yeah, verse eight, man. Crazy, man. Yeah. You want to go to verse nine or you have something else for eight? No, I, like the the big part of eight that I saw was like the parallel to Jesus. So I think I'm good for nine. Okay. All right, let's go with nine then, man. All right, so verse 9 of Psalms 148, mountains and hills, fruit trees and all cedars. Yeah, they must praise the Lord too. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, one quote I had, Justin, is the more you learn about creation, the more you learn about the creator. Uh -huh. So that's, that's really all of this chapter, man. Like, we've been learning so much about God just from his creation story. Genesis yeah. 1. Like... <laughs> Yeah. And you know what's crazy? So they give a parallelism just with this verse, like you said, um, when it talks about mountains and hills, right? Mm -hmm. So it says mountains and all hills. But aren't mountains and hills the same thing? I guess like uh, mountains can be like, or hills can be like any, any small hill yeah. over the line. Mountains are like these uh guy gigantic um trevises over the earth so i don't know i guess they're a little different yeah yeah but it could be mistaken for the same like they're both high let's just say yeah, they're both higher right yeah so and so everybody wants to know why doesn't it say mountain and valleys mm. right and, and it just say mountains and hills oh and yeah hills, which that that leads to mm -hmm. my quote man so in order to have mountains and hills there must be valleys of valleys and lowlands, right? So, like Psalm 148 literally is talking in verse nine, it's going back to verse eight. You see that? <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like, um, I feel like seven through ten are talking about things on the earth, like okay. hills and mountains are very obvious pieces of land, but valley, I guess, is like an absence of a land, right? Mm -hmm. So, I guess, mm -hmm. like, it's they have to point out like actual landscapes. I, I feel like maybe maybe they didn't put valley because like valley is like nothing. It's right. like an app. Or it's the in-between of a mountain and a hill, probably. Like yeah. obviously if you have a mountain and hill, you're gonna have valleys. But like that does relate to life with me. Like in life you'll have mountains oh, yeah. and valleys, right? So yeah. you'll have high times, but you also have low times. So in order to have in order yeah. to get to those mountains and hills, you gotta go to the valleys and lowlands, right? Yeah. So That's the Basically, this verse nine, mountains and hill, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars. Like mountains and hills represent the beauty of earth, right? The design of the Lord. So it's another thing pointing to God's artwork, right? And his masterpiece. So it's glorifying God. So the hills, the valleys, the lowlands, the mountaintops, whatever you reach in life, the good times and the bad, they all glorify God. It's all part of his artwork. And he, is using it all for your good and to glorify him, right? So, yeah, we got to take it all in. So that's what verse 9 says to me, uh, by the way. Yeah, did you have anything else with verse 9? Uh, 
Verse 9, like, it's, yeah, I had something for the cedars. I like that one. And I'm not sure if this was, like, the reason they chose cedars, but that just seemed really specific. But, okay. like, the cedars were the type of wood that they used to construct buildings or to construct homes out of. So it's, like, something they depended on. And, like, in one of your one of our earlier videos, I talked about how, um, let's see which verse that was. Like, verse 4 is, like, praising the waters above the skies. Like, for them, like, the water and the rain were, like, a life force. Now, we're talking about cedar trees, and this is something that was important for people for their home life, for their houses, like, their uh, lifestyles. So, suddenly, something that's praising God is something that they depend on. Like, it's, it's hitting a little more at home now. Like, I don't know if that's why... He mentioned trees and cedars, but I just like that because now it's like actual resources that people are using. Right, right. All right. All right. I guess it's time to close out, man. Verse 10. Oh, yeah. And we're at 46 minutes, man. I think we're doing good on time. Yeah. I wonder when we're going to finish. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that. Right. I thought we were going longer, but this is great. All yeah. right. So, Psalms 148, verse 10, our last verse of this Bible study today. So Psalms 48 verse 10 reads, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl. Ooh, man. man, I love the Bible, man. It's like literally everything we've been talking about, man. All right, so one thing I wanna say, so here goes one of my main points for verse 10. So here goes my main point. These praise, these things listed in verse 10 praise their creator by performing all kinds of activities that add beauty, wonder, and variety to the land and sky, right? And they also just point us to God in some kind of way. So on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, me and Justin have done lessons focusing in on, well, we haven't focused on eagles really, but like we uh, a little bit we have, but like, well, eagles a lot though. yeah, yeah, we have, yeah. So, like, yeah, we'll focus on certain animals and how they glorify God. So, like, guys, y'all watched the Discovery Channel before. Animals literally show us how we should, you know, operate in this life. For example, a shark, you know, a shark eats all the fish in the sea and just tackles everything, right? So, like, in life, you, when, when you get the opportunity, you need to tackle certain things, right? I mean, you guys know. I don't know much about sharks, right? Uh, um <laughs> That was an awful example. <laughs> then um, we did rock badgers before. That's easy to do. Rock badgers uh, are the weakest of their lane. Like they don't have anything to, in their arsenal, anything on their body to attack and be a predator of, of other animals. I don't even know what they eat. But all they do is literally die from eagles, die from hunters, die from bears. Like they're easy prey because they can't run. They have stubby feet. They just, the way that God made them, life's hard for them. However, God gave them a way of escape, like the Bible says. God has given you a way of escape. And their way of escape is the rocks, the cracks, like we talked about with Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24 to 28. The cracks. God made them to where they can go on 90 degree inclines of rocks, which no other animal can do. They can go on 90 degree inclines in high elevations to stay away from snake, to stay away from predators, and to stick on rock like no other animal. So all they do is hide in the rock away from predators. They stay and in the rocks, in the in the cracks of the rocks. So when animals are chasing after them, all they got to do is run to the rocks. They don't ever leave the rocks because they know they're easy pickings, easy prey, and they'll die without the rocks. Jesus is the rock, right? So like animals do that for us, guys, right? So this is literally what verse 10 is talking about. A beast and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl. So we'll focus on um, beasts. So beasts is talking about bears, dogs, and wolves. There's something to learn about bears, dogs, and wolves that glorify God that will point you closer to God and put you in alignment to where you need to be spiritually in your call, in your purpose, and stuff like that. You guys get what I'm saying? All cattle, sheep, lamb, goats, rams, cows, bulls, sheep. Sheep, sheep are docile, right? You're either a goat or a sheep. Goats are rambunctious. I think that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they're just, 
they, they can't be managed. They always hit their head into something. They're ready to fight and tackle everything and use their horns. Like they're not like sheep. Sheep are friendly, nice, docile. They're dependent on the shepherd. Jesus is your shepherd, right? God's your shepherd. We should be dependent on him. So like these animals are praising the Lord by doing what God created them to do and showing us how we should be operating when it comes to God. Now, it should be even more so than these animals are doing, right? So yeah, man, creeping things, man. They even give glory to God. That is so crazy that you use creeping things, man. Because who likes creeping things? Creeping things are worms, termites. I, I don't want no worms and termites, man. Bees? Forget bees, man. Last time I got stung by a bee, man, my form inflated. And I look like a cartoon character, man. Like this form just like, man, it was it was bigger than Shaq's body, man. Shaquille O'Neal. But yeah, yeah, man, like, but all these things, these creeping things even, they serve a purpose, man. They glorify God, man. So the life application, man, even the smallest of creatures have significance, uh, have significant ability to reveal God's glory, right? Even the smallest of creatures, the most insignificant, you know, like they glorify God and we think they don't have any purpose. I'm going to wait to go to that point. But, yeah, sometimes we feel small and insignificant as well. We feel like we have no value. But in Christ, in the God the God that's in me, the hope of glory, we're, we have a really large tomb. Like our song is louder than all the rest of creation because we're made in his image, man. And that goes to verse 14. I'm going to just spoil it. Verse 14 says that he also exalted a horn for his people, the praise of all his saints, even the children of Israel, people near to him, Praise ye the Lord. So we can praise the Lord because God has gave us a horn. A horn is a sign of strength. It symbolizes strength and power. God has given all believers strength and power. And it's a reason to, of praise, the praise of all the saints. The power is in your praise. The power is in you worshiping the Lord and praising his name. That's the power. You can worship and praise the Lord through whatever circumstances you find yourself in and receive strength that you never thought you could ever have, man. So yeah, man, we got to have an attitude of praise, right? So here goes something else, Justin. I know this is this is crazy, right? So like sing your song, right? So one of my points I have is if we make praise a habit, then we will resound, the, we will resound with praise, right? So resound means to echo, ring out, boom, fill the air, reverberate, rumble, thunder, all that stuff, right? So I'm going to say it again. If we make praise a habit, then we will reverberate, rumble, thunder, ring out, echo, with praise, right? So whether you are mopping, cooking, listening to music, working on a laptop, in a Bible study with us, wherever you find yourself doing in life, you should be praising the Lord, man. And then victory will come from that. Praise precedes victory. So yeah, man, we must have an attitude of praise. Yeah, I just had to spoil um, verse 14, man, with, with that verse. And then also, man, like, you know that saying, one, bound, one band, one sound? You ever watched Drumline before with Nick Cannon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think about Drumline with Nick Cannon. That's all I think about when he's... <laughs> I always used to do that in the mirror. But, yeah, man, like one band, one sound. As believers, man, we got to play our part. We got to play our role. We got to play our course in the course of praise in in all of eternity, man. Like, you only got one life. YOLO, man. Like, we got to live it to please the Lord. Play our song because it's... We're right now, uh, as believers, we're called to give a universal praise in our moment, in our time. We'll be able to praise God in eternity, yes, but you only live once to do it in this world in that kind of way. So this is our time to reach as many souls as possible, to ring and sing and echo and just thunder with so much praise that everybody got to listen. And that's your victory, man. So use your small voice to sing God's glory and declare his praise, man. So like, yeah, man. Instead of complaining, encourage people. Instead of moping around in life and whining, man, praise the Lord, man. So, like, okay, I'm going. I'm I'm really. And that's I had how, a lot from verse fourteen. Like that's how Jesus exemplified stuff too. Was like he like when he was talking about the Lord's prayer, the first thing he does is praise God. Right. Like, praise a wonderful God. Like it is good to ask God for things and come to Him in prayer. But first, we have to recognize what a good creator he is first. Like, that's right. first and foremost. Because that sets our mindset as well. I like what you're saying about sometimes we do complain a lot. Like, so it's all right to complain or vent about stuff. 
but like, where's that coming from? Like, are we just doing it because we are toxic or because we're just mad at the world? No, we like complain about things because we want to change those things or improve those things. But we can only be there first if we appreciate the glory or the blessings that God has already rained down. Right. And that's like that that goes back to just being in the same mindset of God. Like we have to recognize his glory first and foremost before we do anything else. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and something else I want to say too, just going back to verse 10, you know, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, like the greatest of beasts. So lions even, like lions, the king of the jungle. I don't know why they're king, but like even they must praise the Lord, right? And give glory and honor to God. Like the smallest of beasts. I don't know what the smallest is. I guess a maggot or something. Like even even they must glorify God. Even they have a purpose in God's creation story, which is what Psalms 148 is also talking about. It's talking about how everything has a purpose. Justin, I got to share my screen, man. I got I to I show you this. I don't think I've ever showed you this, but I, I think I showed it before on my social media pages, like on uh, YouTube. But... I tweeted this on June 15, 2021. When I first saw this post, it touched me so much, man. So it says, never think you're worthless, right? That's the title of this photo. And it said, this guy, he says, I have no purpose in my life. I'm useless. He's so sad, right? And then these birds come after he leaves and they said, God bless whoever filled this, whoever filled this. So even birds, praise the Lord, right? So, and this other bird says, amen, I was so thirsty. Man, you think that you're not significant. You think you don't have a purpose. But even a bird has a purpose. Even a worm has a purpose. The things yeah. you think that don't matter in this world that are random and happen by substance stance or whatever, by accident, like, that's not the way God operates. God does everything for a reason. He has a purpose, which leads me to a lot of quotes. Were you going to say something, Justin? Um, oh, for this first? Yeah. Uh, it could be for anything. Oh, yeah. No, I, I just, um, again, like, I just like how we're ending on all the animals and, like, all the wild animals, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, I forgot where, but, like, God has an appreciation for, like, animals that don't necessarily um, follow him, I guess. Or don't just, like, they're autonomous. They do their own thing. Yeah. They're, like, bigger than life. And I think he appreciates that type of creation as well because they are out doing their own thing. They're doing their purpose. And like the wild, I just like how it phrases it, the wild animals, like the, the leviathans and the behemoths mentioned in Job that we have no idea what they are, but they're out there praising God, glorifying God just for doing their own thing. Right. And like, uh, again, I just like the order of all of this. I like how we're, we started with like the animals of the sea, then we moved to like the animals of the sky, then the animals of the land. <coughs> it's just like the order of creation that is glorifying God. And I just love I just love like how this these verses are laid out. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this, man, but like God's intentional and God does everything with intentions. Oh, yeah. so that's one thing we can get from these verses, but especially like verse seven through ten today, like doing for none. So everything God does is purposeful, and since God is in each of us, each of us have a purpose. So especially for human beings, obviously, right? So yeah, yeah everything God does has a purpose and intention behind that. De- everything, yeah, everything God does has purpose and intention behind that design. It is. Uh, it has a master plan behind it, and every little thing has a proper place and function, right? Yeah. So that's what we get from, like, the beast, the flying fowl, the creeping yeah. things, man. Like, nobody can say that everything is random, which goes back to the question, Justin. Yes, we can probably <laughs> go to the question, man. Well, verse 8, uh, what was the question? Yeah, so, guys, uh, when I was reading this, I saw a question on the commentary that I really liked, but the way they worded it, was, worded it was awful. And the question was this, what are some ways to counsel a person who blames the randomness of the world for his or her own problems? You know, 
actually that question don't sound that bad now after we just said everything we said. Yeah. So here goes a question again, guys. What are some ways to counsel a person who blames the randomness of the world for his or own, her own problems? And nothing's random. That's the answer. Uh, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a purpose. And you thinking that everything's random is you missing your blessing. Because you got that's the whole point of being a Christian. We got to figure out what's the intention behind something. Why did God allow me to go through this? We got to ask those questions and examine ourselves like Paul says in 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians. And we just, yeah, he said in 1 Corinthians. Yeah, we just need to examine ourselves and reflect and make sure we're in right standing with God at all times, no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in, right? So, yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> that's my, that's the thesis, the main point, topics, the topic sentence, whatever you want to call it. But what's yours to answer that question? Like, what are some ways to counsel a person who blames the randomness of the world for his or her own problems? I think sometimes it's you have to look at consequence versus circumstance. Like sometimes bad things do just happen um, because you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. But there is such a thing as like consequence. Like you were saying earlier in another video, like if you... uh if you're having to cheat to get something that you want, you're probably not doing something right or you're not doing something in God's will. Like a lot of times bad things happen to us because we might try to take a shortcut or we're just not doing things right. So we have to take responsibility of that sometimes. Right. I think it, sometimes bad things do just happen. Like in Ecclesiastes, uh, King Solomon was saying like, Sometimes the wicked are rewarded and the righteous are punished um, just because we do live in a broken world. Like, that's a big thing, too. We live in a broken world. Like, God wants to help us, but we kind of did this to ourselves, like all the way back to Adam and Eve. Right. So I think it is good not to blame God. Like, it's in the book of Job. Sometimes the devil or the cruel world that we live in bad things just happen but it's not because of god god does use those things to help us grow but it's it's not god's fault like we sometimes we have to take responsibility sometimes we just have to shun the enemy mm. that is bars right there man that is a quote for life <laughs> the last word oh i can't wait to replay that video to hear that again like, okay. to like write it now. i'm gonna tweet that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I got it from Einstein. And people are like, what? Einstein's <laughs> uh, Yeah, man. Like, uh, I, I want to say this, too. This is the last thing, I promise. Uh, flying foul, man. So flying foul. Obviously, that means hummingbirds, cardinals, yeah. eagles even. Sea eagles. I don't know much about them. And pigeons, right? So anything that can fly, right? So eagles are high above everything. Like I always said in my YouTube channel, I said it multiple times that when any when there's a storm, every other bird hides in a shelter. But when it comes to an eagle, an eagle is the only bird that can soar, so fly above the storm and soar. They don't flap their wings like every other bird. They soar. So like they can fly longer, fly for longer stints, and just glide in the air for and this is like something trivial and not trivial. This is something complicated for other birds. Like other birds can't do that. They need to rest, right? Mm -hmm. But an eagle, man. So like, how do flying fowl glorify God? Like they glorify God by doing what they were created to do and nothing else. Eagles utilize that to their strength, right? God has given all of us strengths to utilize. That's different from other people. And if we don't use them, we're not glorifying God. Same thing for our weaknesses. Our weaknesses just glorify God as well. Because we we shouldn't be worshiping anybody and thinking anybody's perfect. Because the only person that's perfect is God. But anyways, one question I had is just to help everybody. Cause I know they're probably asking it is if you don't know your purpose, what your purpose is, what is it? Like that's the main point of Psalms one forty eight. If you don't know what your purpose is on this in this world, what you're called to do, what is it? And your purpose to glory, you're called and purpose to praise the Lord. That's what Psalms one forty eight is saying. Uh. All the creation is called to praise the Lord, and Psalms one forty eight is literally telling us how you can go about praising the Lord. And it's by doing what you were created to do. It's that simple. Verse five and six, let them praise the name of the Lord for he created, he commanded and they and, and he created, right? So 
He hath established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. This is his decree. This is what he has established. He has established you in this moment, like in the book of Esther, for this moment, for this time, and for each and every single one of us, he has commanded and created us to do a certain thing. So we're not praising God if we're not doing it. And what are you called to do? Praise him. And the more you praise him, the more you figure out what you're called to do, the more you figure out your purpose. So that should be our first priority. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6, 33. So what a lesson, man. Like, <laughs> what a lesson, man. I already knew it was going to be amazing. I don't know how you feel, but like, I feel like this last lesson was epic, and this one's epic. Every <laughs> lesson for 148 has been great because they, yeah. they explore the different facets of what gives God glory. Okay, yeah, yeah. I agree, man. I agree. I feel like you've been getting better and better. And <laughs> this next lesson, kings and kings and queens and princes and young. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to like actually, man. We've been talking about the heavens and the earth. I'm excited to actually get to people uh, now. Yeah, like, yeah, make it more relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we've been making it more relevant. But anyways, guys, uh, did you have anything else, Justin? Are you ready to head out? Oh, uh, oh let me double check. All right, cool. Have anything else? But while Justin double check, man, y'all make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, and you can check out, again, all the videos we have done so far. On Psalms 148, I've also I've also be will be preaching next Saturday, and probably this Sunday, on a certain text, well, a certain verse from Psalms 148. So all my sermons and animations, Bible studies will be in this playlist on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. So make sure to subscribe, like, comment, share these videos, guys. If you don't like, if you don't comment, if you don't share, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. My videos won't be seen. Like, help me help you. Okay, because I'm going to keep on blessing y'all, man. I need you guys to bless me. All right, so anyways, this is Justin Lee's house page, Chaplain Logs. This is his YouTube channel. Y'all make sure to subscribe to there, like, comment, share all his content. He also has a Facebook page, Justin Lee Howell. And then also these are my other social media pages. Make sure to, like, uh, go to my podcast, listen to my podcast as well. YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. Yeah, those are all my YouTube handles. I'm not even going to worry about saying it. But yeah, Justin, did you see anything? I think I'm good. All right, guys, we're good. So, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. I pray that you enjoyed this video. I pray that everybody has a blessed week until we meet again. Uh, I pray that uh, you guys receive the victory through everything that you're going through. And you're and everybody's doing stupendous, perfect, and amazing and fabulous in life. And if you're not, your blessing's coming, all right? So the same thing for me. I mean, I'm not doing perfect, but <laughs> it's my blessing's coming. So, yeah, guys, all right, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Y'all stay blessed.